0: Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
1: Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at BuyLegacyGold.com. That's BuyLegacyGold.com. Ken is off today. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago with Gary and Shannon, we have a lot of uh, prime material here. And we're going to get to it immediately. Now, the, the best story <laughs> just came out a few minutes ago. And I, I have been tracking this ever since I got up this morning because I saw uh, two headlines. One, that the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, sent two planes of illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard, uh, which is, in a, as you know, an extremely wealthy enclave near Cape Cod off the coast of Massa- off the coast of Massachusetts. Uh, then Governor Greg Abbott of Texas sent two busloads of, uh, illegal aliens, uh, to Kamala Harris's house. When I first saw that story, I said, oh, they sent them to Brentwood because I don't live far from where she is. And I thought, you know, maybe there were going to be hundreds of, uh, illegal immigrants running around, uh, the neighborhood. Uh, no, it is uh, her home a- at the Naval Observatory. Uh near Washington, D.C. So, uh, I guess in Washington, D.C. And uh, Abbott has been sending migrants to uh, Washington, New York, Chicago, and in turn, the cities are sending the illegals, they're redirecting them, um, like, back to Florida or to uh, the suburbs of Chicago. The mayor there, Lori Lightfoot, pulled that trick. Uh, They're all squealing. They're all outraged. I mean, you cannot believe the invective that they are hurling at Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis. I, I, I mean, I'm just shocked myself. I mean, I, I am shocked and appalled. They are so angry. They have all declared themselves sanctuary cities. It's on the public record. I mean, these cities issue public resolutions saying we're a sanctuary, for illegal aliens or undocumented or wh- whatever the euphemism of the moment is, and so DeSantis and Abbott took them up on it literally and sent the migrants there. It's like, hey, if you ha- if you got a sanctuary, we've got we've got some uh, we got some visitors for you. Okay, but <laughs> I mean, this is this is like a demolition derby for idiot politicians. Between uh, Mural Bowser, the Washington D.C. mayor, asking for uh, the National Guard twice, and Eric Adams huffing and puffing over over the uh, immigrants coming to New York, who steps in to to uh, get the, the to to win the big duds cap? Right, it's California's governor, Gavin Newsom. Uh, he outdid himself. He outdid everybody on this. Because he thinks that Ron DeSantis ought to be uh, hit with federal kidnapping charges. I am not making this up. I've, I've got the letter. But let me, before I read the letter, let me give you a, a, a summary here. He sent out a press release today. And he's asked the Department of Justice to look to whether sending migrants to other parts of the country is kidnapping or other federal crimes wrote a letter to the Attorney General Merrick Garland asking whether what Greg Abbott and Florida Florida Governor Ron DeSantis did uh, was illegal. Uh, Here's a couple of excerpts from his letter. Several of the individuals who were transported to Martha's Vineyard, that would be what DeSantis did, have alleged that a recruiter... Induce them to accept the offer of travel based on false representations that they would be transported to Boston and would receive expedited access to work authorization. I urge the U.S. Department of Justice to investigate whether the alleged fraudulent inducement would support charges of kidnapping under relevant state laws. The governor's communication director, and this would be, uh, this would be DeSantis's Communications Director Taryn Fensky says the obvious states like Massachusetts, New York and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation of sanctuary states and support for the Biden administration's open policies. And And that that's absolutely right. I mean, I don't know why you would bother to declare yourself a sanctuary city to have public events public resolutions saying hey we are friends we are we are a friend of the immigrants they we're we're going to you know we are going to show them humanity and compassion and give them benefits and food and water and shelter and access uh, to to housing and jobs and they've all said this publicly when other states other politicians have said, "Hey, we got to build a wall. We got to shut shut the flow down." They have said, "Oh, that is that is hateful. That is un-American." And now, I mean, I, this is one of the most brilliant moves I've ever seen in my life. What Abbott and DeSantis are doing is saying, "Fine, here you go. Have at it." And the thing is, they're all squealing. They don't have a comeback other than saying, "This is outrageous." Oh, what was the quote from one of the? Oh, here it is. Here it is. This is this is the best quote of them all. Here, okay. There is a uh, congressman named Dylan Fernandez who represents Martha's Vineyard in Congress, and he said on uh, Twitter, "I love how they have their little hissy fits on Twitter now." Um, he's claiming currently immigrants are being dropped off Martha's uh, dropped off on Martha's Vineyard by chartered flights from Texas. Actually, Florida. Many don't know where they are. They say they were told they would be given housing and jobs. Islands were given no notice, but uh, coming together as a community to support them. We didn't get notice. Right. I don't think Texas got notice either that two million were going to come over. And here's the tweet. Fernandez described the migrant drop off as, quote, evil and inhumane. Evil and inhumane. And accused Republicans of using human lives as political pawns. Evil and inhumane. All right. I take you now to a series of stories that we printed out just moments ago. We were working up right to the second to make the case here. In fact, maybe we should uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll continue. Because I have three stories here to show you how evil and inhumane it is, to be dropped off on Martha's Vineyard. It is the worst kind of hellhole imaginable. And you will see the kind of uh, criminals and miscreants who spend time wandering around Martha's Vineyard, okay? So we'll get to all that. We have so much today on the Sheila Kuehl situation. We're going to have Josh Lewin on, the L.A. County D.A., who uh, it cannot believe George Cascone's response uh, to the Sheila Keel situation and also to the Karen Bass situation, because, as you know, they arrested two guys who broke in and stole her guns. And these two guys are getting far different treatment than uh, the gentleman who may have broken into your home and stolen things. We'll explain all this coming up. It's great. Johnny Show KFI. Coming up after three o'clock, we're going to have Deputy DA John Lewin coming on. He's deputy DA of the Major Crimes Division. I believe I referred to him as Josh Lewin, who is a uh the play-by-play broadcaster for UCLA football and basketball. And that's what was stuck in my head. It's John Lewin. And uh he's gonna be on because uh, George Gascone says Lewin did something outrageous yesterday in his reaction to the Sheila Kuehl raid at her house. He also has some thoughts on the two guys who are in jail without bail in the Karen Bass uh, gun theft. Uh, We'll talk about that after 3 o'clock with John. But uh, this is just too rich. Uh, Gavin Newsom continues his, his run for president by inserting himself into... The, uh, the illegal aliens being bussed and uh, shipped to places like New York, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and today Martha's Vineyard. Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, had two planes full of illegal aliens land in Martha's Vineyard. Now, Martha's Vineyard, I- I'm sure most of you know, is a very wealthy Exclusive Enclave. We'll explain just how exclusive. But first, I've got to read you uh, this letter from uh, Pretty Boy Gavin. Um, He sent an email, and we have a copy of it, to Attorney General Merrick Garland. Uh, He writes, like millions of Americans, I have been horrified at the images of migrants being shipped on buses and planes across the country to be used as political props. I haven't run into a single person who's been horrified. Maybe maybe you have. Clearly, transporting families, including children, across state lines under false pretenses is morally reprehensible, but it may also be illegal. Several of the individuals who are transported to Martha's Vineyard have alleged that a recruiter induced them to accept the offer of travel based on fake representations. That they would be transported to Boston and receive expedited access to work authorization. The interstate travel at issue provides a basis for federal jurisdiction over this matter. And here it gets really good. Accordingly, I strongly urge the U.S. Department of Justice to open an investigation into possible criminal or civil violations of federal law based on this alleged fraudulent scheme. In particular, I urge U.S. DOJ to investigate whether the alleged fraudulent inducement would support charges of kidnapping under relevant state laws and could serve as a predicate offense for charges under the racketeer influence and corrupt organization provisions, the RICO provisions, of the Organized Crime Control Act of 1970. Additionally, based on the allegations, the recruiters targeted the individuals based on their, natural, their national origin, and the intent appears to have been to humiliate and dehumanize them. Accordingly, I urge the USDAJ to investigate whether the alleged targeting of these individuals is based on their national origin in violation of their right to equal protection under the law and constituted a civil rights conspiracy in violation of 42 U.S.C. section 1985. Finally, although I believe the U.S. DOJ's investigation should include these possible avenues, there may be others that the U.S. DOJ can and should pursue. I look forward to continuing to work with the administration on protecting human rights. Sincerely, Gavin Newsom. What a pontificating windbag. What a pompous windbag. On a pomp food is what he is. Well, now that he's weighed in and he wants uh, kidnapping charges against uh, DeSantis and uh, Greg Abbott. Being dumped on Martha's Vineyard is uh, just beyond outrageous. So I, I thought I, I I thought I would look up. I mean, I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. I, I've heard about it, and, and since uh, Newsom thinks this is a way to humiliate and dehumanize illegal aliens, and as I mentioned, there's a, a Democratic congressman who says it's cruel and inhumane and i'm thinking wow well, maybe martha's vineyard has changed since i used to live on the east coast i i heard about it but um so i, I got the following stories i mean you, you can judge this for yourself uh, uh according to a uh, massachusetts uh news website masslive.com they uh quote lending tree the loan company says LendingTree conducted a study of of, uh, communities and compared home values to median household incomes. And one of the towns on Martha's Vineyard, Vineyard Haven, is number one. Home price is more expensive than even one of the nation's largest cities. The median home price is over eight times higher ...than the median household income. Uh, A median price... ...a median-priced home in Vineyard Haven... ...costs more than one in Los Angeles. You believe this? This is the kind of hellhole... ...that these immigrants have been sent to. Their real estate is more expensive than L.A. real estate. The island is home to over 17,000 residents year-round... But in the summertime, it goes up to almost 200,000. And there's a collection of towns. Now, I also looked up, who are these people who show up in Martha's Vineyard every summer? Well, historically, it was people like Jackie Kennedy and the 60 Minutes anchor Mike Wallace. Bill Gates vacation's there. Oprah Winfrey, Larry David, Princess Diana would visit. Oh my God! You talk about slumming it. How could all these people from around the world come to this to this the, the, the decrepit hellhole of Martha's Vineyard? And here's a story that uh, a few years back Obama bought a 29 acre estate with a 7,000 square foot mansion, private beachfront, twelve million dollars. And that's not even the most expensive real estate on the island. Again, cruel and hidden humane for migrants to be sent to Obama's summer home. Let's see who else has homes? David Letterman, Diane Sawyer, Spike Lee, uh, Caroline Kennedy put up Jackie Kennedy's former home uh, for $65 million. A 340-acre estate. I wonder how many migrants could live there. In fact, I think all these wealthy progressives should be opening up their estates to the migrants. I'm sure they all agreed that. Uh, I'm sure they all agree that Martha's Vineyard should be a sanctuary island, right? Think any of them would say otherwise? Look at this story. Obama hosted a birthday party on Martha's Vineyard uh, just last year. He was turning 60. Oprah Winfrey again showed up. George Clooney. Um, oh, that was that was the famous uh that was the famous party, which I think some celebrities ducked out of because there was a, a storm of controversy over whether that was wise to do during a COVID surge. Bill Clinton uh plays a lot of golf on Martha's Vineyard, as does Obama. It even talks about the restaurants that Obama goes to, the Sweet Life Cafe. He also likes Nancy's restaurant on Oaks Bluff Harbor. Harbor. Uh, he really likes the Vineyard Bike Trails. It's a 14 mile loop. Well, I think all the illegal migrants ought to get bikes so they can enjoy some recreation. These, I, I this is called cruel and inhuman. By Dylan Fernandez, the congressman, and Newsom calls it dehumanizing and humiliating now I I have never seen have you ever seen such hysteria in your life have you ever seen such massive hypocrisy in your life just shameless blind hypocrisy I, I, I just, it's just incredible they don't it seems that they're very hateful towards the illegal aliens it seems like they want to exclude the illegal aliens It seems like they don't accept the diversity of the illegal aliens. It seems like they're not willing to provide the illegal aliens with equity. Shouldn't everybody have a chance to live on an estate in Martha's Vineyard? Why is it reserved just for the 1%, just for the elite? There's no diversity, there's no equity, there's no inclusion here. There just seems to be hate, hate on the part of Gavin Newsom on the part of Congressman Dylan Fernandez, I don't know. I don't know what's happening to the world. But uh, I did, the buses and the planes uh, is absolutely the funniest stunt I've ever seen in politics. And I hope they keep doing it, and I can't wait to hear the squealing. But kidnapping charges. I mean, Newsom and DeSantis, they ought to start the campaign now, because Newsom wants DeSantis in prison on federal kidnapping charges. Let's go to it. John and Ken, KFI, uh, just just one more little bit about uh, Ron DeSantis flying illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard. And, and Gavin Newsom stepping into this story, claiming that there ought to be kidnapping charges against uh, DeSantis and Abbott and everybody else who led these uh, people into these faraway cities like New York, Chicago. Martha's Vineyard, Newsom is squawking, claiming that some of these people are recruited onto the buses of the planes with false promises of work, uh, and, and that violates federal racketeering laws and kidnapping laws. And he's talking about DeSantis and Abbott, right? Well, here's what DeSantis said, and this is before Newsom got involved, explaining why he's been shipping people, illegal immigrants, out of state. Cut three. We are not a sanctuary state, and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. And yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. (laughs) Biden would fly people in the middle of the night, dump them all across this country. There was no warning on any of this, and all those people in D.C. and New York, we were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions, saying how bad it was to have a secure border. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk. And they're so upset that this is happening. And it just shows you, you know, their virtue signaling is a fraud. I, I, he is so blunt. And honest and and it's the truth how could anyone say that they are not fraudulent when they announced sanctuary city status of course they were just virtue signaling they didn't mean it if you say we're a sanctuary then you should be welcome welcoming all the migrants and and, and you should be enthusiastic But Biden was doing that, by the way. New York Post had video and photos of planes landing in uh, Westchester County, New York. White Plains was the town. In the middle of the night at 2 a.m., just north of New York City. And it was planes filled with illegal aliens. Now, Biden can send them to New York. But if Greg Abbott or Ron DeSantis does, then it's hateful, cruel, inhumane, kidnapping. I mean, it just makes your head spin, the hypocrisy of all this. I mean, everybody is now performing, play acting. Now, back here in uh, L.A., Karen Bass, we got a couple of clips of her. And uh, (laughs) it's, it's like she's got two heads with two different sets of thoughts. Karen Bass lives in Baldwin Vista, and two guys burst into her house the other night and stole two handguns Friday night. Now, there was cash around, there were electronics, other valuables, presumably jewelry. Nothing's taken, just the guns. And um, she came home and found her house in disarray, and the guns missing. And it's important because she has since changed her views on whether Los Angeles is safe or not. We're going to take you back to March 22nd, the mayoral debate that Bass had with Rick Caruso and the other candidates. And uh, Fox 11 anchor Alex Michelson asked this question. Do you feel safe
0: walking in like- I do feel safe. I would say a 10. I feel safe, but I do understand that a lot of people around the city do not feel safe, and I respect that. Do not feel safe, and I respect that.
1: <laughs> said it twice. Uh, all right, so she, she felt safe on a scale of 10, even though most people that I talk to in my limited bubble do not feel safe outside, are really wary when they go out to dinner at night. They don't like to... Uh, where anything that could be perceived as valuable. They don't like to drive in a car that's perceived as valuable. They don't want to be targeted by all these uh, crazy thieves and killers out there. But Karen Bass was kind of like, oh, it's a 10 for me. And, of course, the obligatory, yes, I understand that other people now feel that way. Well, after the break-in, here is Alex Michelson again, Fox 11.
0: Do you feel like you were you were targeted? Because it's weird that they would just take the guns and not anything else, but right? But you know, Angelinos all around the city are not feeling safe. And I did feel safe until my safety was shattered like so many Angelinos. So at this point in time, I don't have any further information. I don't know if it was random or what. And that's a reference to when we had the debate in the spring, I asked you, do you feel safe? 10 out of 10, you said you felt safe. Um, you're saying now, your My view on safety that has changed. was shattered.
1: Okay. You know what's funny? Most of the people I know who don't feel safe have not had their homes broken into. But they watch and read the news, or they hear from friends and neighbors, and they know there's a lot of burglaries going on, a lot of people getting robbed, sometimes at gunpoint. There's home invasion robberies, follow-home robberies. There are people getting watches ripped off their wrists, uh, jewelry ripped off their necks. They're being run off the road and their cars are stolen. So, but back in March, she was very lighthearted about it. It's like, well, it's a 10. I feel great. Her first reaction wasn't, I think a rational reaction is when you know there's so much crime. And statistically, there is a lot of it. And anecdotally, there's a lot of it. There's also a lot not reported. That's your first response is, oh, I feel great. 10 out of 10. I don't know anybody who says that. But, you know, I'm going to be cheerleader. I want to be misoptimism. I want to deny reality. Because they're accusing Caruso of being so dark in his uh, campaign commercials. Because he was focusing so much on the crime and homelessness. Well, he's portraying it Los Angeles accurately. We're in a bad state. A bad uh, time right here. Oh, no. 10 out of 10. I'm fucked. And then suddenly it happens to her. It's like, well, oh, now my safety's shattered. You know, up till now, I didn't know what the hell you people were talking about. But now, uh, thing, things have gone to hell. Now, the burglars involved, and this is curious, why these two guys picked Bass and just took the guns. How would they know where the guns are? I don't know Bass's living arrangements. I don't know if she lives with somebody, if she has household staff, if she shares a home with friends. I don't know what her life is about. Doesn't talk much. Not much is public. She just speaks in, in vague platitudes much of the time. But out of these two characters, one is a 42-year-old guy named Patricio Munoz. And the other is a 24-year-old named Juan Espinosa. That's kind of an odd coupling, isn't it? A 42-year-old and a 24-year-old. Now, as you know, there have been many burglaries. This wasn't an armed robbery. There were no human beings threatened or harmed. A simple burglary. And generally, people have been let go with little or no bail in recent times. In fact, in most burglary cases, nobody's ever arrested. They never figure it out. Even if you have uh, video cameras, it just shows guys with uh, masks and wearing black hoodies. And you can't get an ID. Happens every day. So uh, how did they find Patricio uh, Munoz and Juan Espinosa? And they're 42 and 24, and they go into Bass's home, and they find where the guns are. She said they were in a closet in some kind of lockbox, some kind of safe. Uh, how How did they know? I don't know whether they, uh, apparently officers matched their vehicle to one that was at the scene of the theft on Friday. Um, Munoz has an alias of Matias Melito. Espinosa originally identified himself as Baltazar Rodriguez. And they were booked under those names. Uh, but the bail, well, there is no bail. Munoz is being held in lieu of a $600,000 bail. And Espinosa is being held without bail entirely. This is for residential burglary. Now, we're going to talk with uh, John Lewin, the uh, deputy DA of the Major Crimes Division, because he wants to talk about this case and and, and the Sheila Kuehl case, primarily, uh, right after 3 o'clock. Because doesn't that sound weird, a residential burglary uh, and two guys being held? And they can't bail out. Hmm. Is 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 Karen Bass's burglary different from everyone else's burglary in the city? I think all these answers are self-evident. I, I think we know this whole system is corrupt. I mean, this is a Gascon decision here. If Gascon want to let him want wants to let him out with little or no bail, like many burglary suspects are let out on. In fact, I, I think that the, the policy, I'll find out if I'm wrong, is that, you know, they don't want the jails cluttered up with burglary suspects. Um, so we're going to get John Lewin on to talk about it and to talk about the shillicule situation. Boy, and I've never seen so much, so many lies and propaganda in that story, especially coming from the LA Times, of course. Well, it's just, it's impossible to get at any truth anymore. really is. All right. All this ahead. told you it was going to be a good day. John and Ken's show. Ken's away today. God, there's so much much good stuff to do. Um, There's a story in the New York Post about how uh, the local residents on Martha's Vineyard are squealing over all the illegal immigrants that are on the island now. Look, all these uh, wealthy left-wing progressives, are a bunch of racist hypocrites, believe me. They don't want to see all these poor people from Mexico and Central America and South America on their island. They're 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 having they're having uh, seizures over this, and I'll tell you about that story coming up uh, probably sometime next hour. But first, we've got to uh, we're going to have on in just a few minutes John Lewin, Deputy DA, of Major Crimes Division, here in LA County. His boss, George Gascon. Um, has had some public comments about the Sheila Kuehl situation. As you heard, Kuehl, who is the uh, L.A. County supervisor, there's only five of them, and she's the supervisor on the west side of L.A. That district sprawls out into the valley as well. Uh, She was uh, chased out of her house at 7 in the morning by L.A. County sheriff's deputies, along with some federal agents. Because if there is a case, it's going to be the feds who are going to who are going to bring the charges because Gascon uh, apparently is refusing to. He doesn't want to hear of it, even though he hasn't seen any of the evidence yet, which is something Lewin's going to get into. Um, the, because um, the media was so eager to accept Sheila Kuhl's propaganda, I'll be gentle. It's kind of gotten obscured over the where did the origin of the story came from. Villanueva did not invent this story. He did not make it up in order to come at Kewell because they have a bitter political feud going. The origination of the story is Fox 11. Bill Melugin. He broke this story back in September of 2020. This is Fox 11's story. This is Bill Melugin's story. This is not something Villanueva made up. And it was a ten-minute story. I remember it when it ran, and we talked about it at the time. Now I don't have ten minutes here to play the whole thing, but the story is online if you want to watch it, and you'll see where this where this came from. I mean, if if the L.A. Times is trying to give the impression this came out of Wave's uh, rear end, they're lying. They're misleading everybody, and Kuhl is doing the same thing. And it's kind of nice when you're a politician when you have a what used to be a major newspaper act as your uh defense attorney and public relations advocate to tell your side of the story which is fiction being away we didn't make up the story channel 11 uncovered it and we're gonna play you the first two minutes of this 10 minute story that belugian did uh two years ago roll cut four
0: no excuse and never an invitation to sexually harass. It was sold to the public as a game changer, a 24 seven hotline to fight sexual harassment on LA Metro systems. The Metro 888 off limits hotline is answered 24 7. The off limits hotline announced by Metro in January 2017. While behind closed doors, several no bid contracts are awarded to an LA charity called Peace Over Violence to run that hotline for more than $800,000, raising eyebrows from critics. It doesn't smell right, let's put it that way. And pushing a Metro whistleblower with inside information to come forward to Fox 11 to call that hotline a hot mess. It was costing taxpayers anywhere from 3000 to $8,000 per phone call. They wanted to hide it from you as taxpayers in L.A. County. I'm here to expose it. Jennifer Lowe works at Metro as a Transit Security Special Project Manager. One of the projects she was put in charge of was the Off-Limits Hotline, which she says has been a failure since its inception
1: for the first few years of the contract the hotline received on average
0: about one call a day so fox 11 submitted multiple records requests and poured over the call logs metro and peace over violence report to the public for the off limits hotline which appear to show more than 1300 calls to the hotline since 2017 but Lowe says not so fast what they gave you was Everything under the sun. When the phone rings, that's what they counted and what they provided you. For instance, for the first month of the off-limits hotline in January 2017, Metro reports the hotline received 137 calls. But a closer look at the logs shows every single one of these calls were not applicable, a test, or a hang-up. Yet they were apparently still counted in the total. And that trend continued for years. And that is Bill Malugin's story, just the
1: f- first two minutes of a 10-minute of a story. And um, just to run down the, the basic details here, and then we're going to get uh, John uh, Lewin on, the deputy DA. Uh, the story is, is that Kehl set this up for her, the best her best friend in the whole world, Patricia Giggins. Patricia Giggins is the Peace Over Violence director. She got several no-bid contracts totaling over $800,000. One of those contracts was for $496,000. Again, an important number because if it was $500,000, then the supervisors would have to vote on it. This way they didn't have to vote. And Sheila Kuhl could publicly offer plausible deniability. Oh, I didn't vote on that. Oh, I didn't know. And that's why it was $496,000. And uh, criminals, in order to get around uh, hard money caps like that, often, uh, often uh, shave a few thousand dollars off, uh, like a withdrawal at the bank, right? If you withdraw $10,000 from the bank, you actually have to fill out a form because they're very worried about money laundering at the bank. They're very worried about criminal activity. So any any transaction where it's $10,000 is flagged, But if you're a bad guy and you try to take out $9,996, the bank is on to that. They're going to flag you anyway. Well, that's what they tried to do here. They had a contract for $496,000 instead of $500,000. And this time it would evade the vote and give Sheila kill some cover for her best friend in the whole world. And just quickly going through one of the key points of this uh, investigation... Uh, because Jennifer Lowe was a project manager, noticed a $75,000 bill from Peace Over Violence and uh, Patricia Giggins. She took it to the CEO of Metro, Philip Washington, because Lowe said there was no contractor agreement connected to the $75,000 bill. Washington said, well, I don't want to upset one of Sheila Kuehl's friends. Then she, she says that Philip Washington told directly that he would rather pay the $75,000 so he could later use that to his advantage when he needed a political favor from Sheila Kuehl. Washington asked Jennifer Lowe to pay the bill through the purchase order process, which is normally reserved for office supplies. This was done to avoid having members of the L.A. Metro Board of Directors report campaign contributions. They had previously received from members of Peace Over Violence, the alleged nonprofit. So you could see what kind of racket this was. And that's why. Oh, and and then and then Sheila Kuehl got tipped off to the investigation from L.A. County's uh, Inspector General, Max Huntsman, and another employee with the L.A. County Council. That may be illegal as well. We're going to talk to John Lewitt about that. So why was she getting all this help? She's getting all this help because this is this is a real investigation. Despite opening up the El Segundo Times and getting all kinds of propaganda, how this is just a political ploy by Villanueva. No, this there's a real crime here that they're investigating. We'll talk uh, more about it. We're going to talk with John Lewin, Deputy DA, Major Crimes Division at L.A. County, about George Gascon refusing to get involved, which is another bizarre angle to this. We're in the belly of the beast now here. We're in the belly of the corrupt beast. We're going to connect all the dots for you. John and Ken show. Ken's away today. Mark Ronner has the news. KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. begins.